You are listening to Our Urban Voices with Dr. Alphonse Javet, a podcast that presents Christian narratives through diverse voices that impact urban ministry. Here is your host. In this podcast, we cover everything from churches and church planting efforts, mission and missions organization evangelism, and unreached people groups, emerging movements and initiatives, justice, current events related to faith, and the persecuted church, to author interviews, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to a special edition of our Urban Voices. As an extension of the Heart for Muslims Conference, all of this month's episodes explore the 2022 conference theme, The Power of Proximity, how your location, culture, and shared experience can bring Christ to Muslims. I'm your host, Dr. Alphonse Javed. Today, I'm joined by Pastor Dauda Zongo, who serves as the pastor of a French-speaking congregation in Harlem, New York. This congregation is primarily made up of immigrants from Africa and is very active in local outreach. Our topic today focuses on near culture missions, Africans bringing the good news to Metro New York City. Before before we jump in a little more about our guest today, Pastor Dauda, he has lived in New York City for 19 years. He is originally from Burkina Faso, and he speaks three languages. And today we're going to talk in English. So that's a good thing. He has been uh, walking with the Lord uh, for over 25 years now, and he grew up in a Muslim family. Dauda, thank you so much for being here, for joining us today. Hey, uh, Dr. Alphonse, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Thank you. Good to have you on the show. So we have known each other for a long time now, right? Uh, But for the sake of the audience, please tell us about your family. I believe family is so important because it helps us to to relate with each other as humans. So please share a little bit about your family before we talk about the ministry. Thank you, Dr. Alphonse. Uh, As you asked me, the question is... uh, my family, you know, as you mentioned, uh, I'm coming from a Muslim family um, from West Africa. You know, the name of our country is Burkina Faso. And um, as you know, uh, West African, especially Muslim family, we have is a big family. It's not just only two, three, five members, but um, father of five, six, or eight wives. There was my family and um, many children. You know, and mainly our religion, uh, as a, you know, our family is Muslim, Islam. And this is, uh, uh, this is my family. Just briefly, uh, as I described, is mainly we 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 bought, we have been bought as a Muslim in the big family, West Africa. Wow! Thank you, brother. Um, so let's talk about your ministry and the ministry context, right? So your church has very, it's been very um, active in sharing the good news in New York City area. Um, I think that the, the American church is frequently pictured 
as a mega church located in the Bible Belt in the Deep South. We don't usually imagine a relatively small French-speaking or immigrant congregation in New York City, but there is a lot that we can learn from your church's, church's example. To start, please tell us briefly about uh, how you became a Christian or a follower of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Dr. Alphonse, for this question. This is a this is the beginning, you know. I've been uh, introduced uh, to Christ by a friend, and uh, a friend of mine at a young age, uh, and because this friend has been so, it was he has an attitude of love towards me to the point that I was trying to be like him, and it was a bridge for him to introduce me to Christ, Jesus Christ, and accept him as my personal savior. And since uh, boarding school, it was mainly the person who really impacted my life at the beginning. And uh, since then, I've been, I started really following Jesus Christ. Another step is like uh, my, my walk with Christ has been impacted through a vision that I have received from Jesus Christ. And, and the Father revealed his son to me to the point that it changed my life to a new level of commitment with him. So let me, just, just for clarification, so did you come to Christ here or back there? I went to, I came to Christ back home. Ah, for some reason, yeah, that's what I heard when you were talking, that's what I heard. And because I always thought that your introduction to Christian faith was here in Harlem. Huh, you see, I've known you for so many years, I just did not catch that part. I'm glad that you are here and I'm learning about you too uh, as we go. So that's, that's good, brother. Looking at your uh, church's evangelism team uh, teams, tell us uh, about how they work. Let's go directly to the ministry philosophy and what you've been doing. Where do they usually go? Who, they, they, who do they uh, reach out to? Do they use any specific outreach method? What do they do? Um, you know, as you said, our church is mainly um, immigrant, and uh, they do works in the, in the street and stores and many places. And um, they're using um, other workplaces and a place to live as a place to reach out to do their neighbor, you know. And, uh, and they, as soon as they go out, um, it's an opportunity for them to, to bring the gospel to the workplace, to the to their buildings and, and to where they, uh, you know, they go. And this is a, a kind of, like I said, um, uh, lifestyle. But uh, even, but, uh, we, we, we also have like um, every Saturday outreach ministry that we do um, in places that we, we can meet, um, you know, West African people or older people in the street. And we do that every Saturday. Yeah. So that that's your location. That's your uh, the way you are reaching. It seems like you you are uh, very uh, specific. Uh, you guys are reaching to the French speaking immig immigrant community or West African immigrant community. Is that correct? Yes, we we do that. But uh, you know, opportunity present to us when introduce a couple of people. 
not even um, the French-speaking people. If we miss somebody on the street, then that's not Jesus Christ. We use that support in the past. Okay. So is the ability to minister in French an opportunity? Oh, sorry. Let me let me let me, let me rephrase it. Is the ability to minister in French an important part of the team's outreach ministry? Would you say yes. that's true? Or okay, all right. Ex- share with me. Yeah, this is a disability to minister to French. Not many people speak French in, the, hmm. in Harlem or in Manhattan in, or New York City. But we, as an immigrant that speak French, and we can reach out to the French-speaking community here in, in Metro New York, especially for West Africans. And this is, a, I believe, this is the, the bridge, this is the key and yeah. key for us. So, and we to bring the gospel in the French, mm-hmm. this is really important key. Yeah. So that means that well, that's sure. exactly what I wanted to hear because I, I I wanted to make sure that the audience understand the importance of language and how language is not only over there overseas; it's also here, especially in Metro New New York area, where there are so many languages, and every language is precious to that indigenous group that God has brought here. In your case, West African community, and within that, those who speak French. So I'm glad that you are sharing these thoughts with us. Have you found that some communities are more open or less open to hearing about Jesus? Yes, you know, and let me say this, and some of community that really are somehow open to the gospel more or less than the community. We can see, depending on from people that we meet on the street, um, the extremist community that believes in, in Islam now uh, easily reach out to the gospel, but uh, some of the people who came here to New York City, um, the freedom, they experience it here, we can reach them out with the gospel. You know, I can, you know, by, you know, for instance, uh, in Senegalese, uh, in the, in, this, in Mali and they, 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 we can reach them out easily here in New York City, less than, more than the countries. And the, the community that we're reaching out um, easier is Burkina uh, Faso community, already exposed to the gospel. Uh, back home, therefore, when they come over here, it's here. All the countries like Ivory Coast, um, Niger, and, uh, and Togo, and Benin, even the, uh, the Muslim, you know, mm-hmm. that's the question. That's the faith. And I think that's exactly the idea for this conference's uh, theme is the power of proximity. And in this case, what I'm hearing is uh, whether you're talking about, you you just mentioned um, uh, three different other countries other than your own country, uh, how how their location, culture, and shared experiences uh, are bringing you the opportunity or bringing uh, uh, the opportunity to the believers to reach Muslims. That's exactly the idea we're talking about. It's not limited only to one um one nation in your case you are reaching other nations who are uh, speaking their language and yes. uh, and i think that that's uh, uh, that's important and when it comes to i hope the listeners are 
understanding when it comes to less uh, which communities are the comparison whether a, a, a one community is more willing to listen to the gospel versus the other one um it's all uh, comes down to um you know this proximity of location so if a pakistani person i'm pakistani if i'm reaching out to a um you said um um uh, what was the other country uh, I, I just senegal say again senegal yeah so senegal for example if i'm talking to a senegal person it'll be proximity wise you are close to their culture because of the language because of west africa then me or somebody else uh, from uh, um uh you know um, some other part of the world who is in new york city so i think this is the key finding uh, or encouraging brothers and sisters from that proximity to engage in these conversations so one of the things that you mentioned and you you are you i know that you were strong on this in the previous conferences you have mentioned this that praying as a part of outreach and evangelism so please tell us more about that all right uh, prayer is like for us is a base because you know muslim pray everywhere and uh, uh, when time of prayer comes you will see them even new york city here in the parks um, in other places that they will say we use it as a bridge you know, when we meet them, we just ask them for prayer. Do you want us to pray for something specific, you know, in your life? And from the prayer on request that we'll have, we will ask them if we can pray in the name of Jesus. And this is a, 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 also a bridge to introduce them to Jesus Christ by asking them, do you know Jesus Christ? And from there, we can just quickly bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, even they don't respond, we pray for them in the name of Jesus and we let them go and we take their address so that we can become friends. We never know that uh, what, what the future will deserve. Yeah. Yeah. And I think often prayer is seen as, uh, you know, you just prayed and, and, and I just want to elaborate a little more on that. Not only that when we are praying in the name of Jesus, you're right, that's a form of evangelism because you are praying in the name of Jesus. You are asking the, asking the Father to move because of his son, Jesus. So there, all of that gospel presentation is like a part of that prayer. However, I also think we can actually articulate that gospel in that prayer too. Wouldn't we? Yeah. Like if I am, I'm praying with you, I could go over that, that, that Lord Jesus, we thank you that you came into this world, that you died for our sins, you were... You, you, you were crucified, you were buried, and you rose again, you're coming back. We can cover those things. It's like yeah. it's such a powerful idea using prayer as an evangelistic tool. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Thanks, thanks Dauda. Are there any commonly held beliefs about evangelism that you personally disagree with? Oh, I don't really um, agree with, in spite of what God has done to us reach out to the Muslim. Um, I usually say that don't come to Jesus Christ because they have done something specifically for, for you or healing or deliverance. This is now the goal. The goal is to you to reach out to be a, to be saved and to have eternal life. This is the main goal. You know, for now just only to bring people or 
Let them know that Jesus came to save them from their problem. This is not the gospel that we preach. Even we're praying for them. And we have seen God do, do, done great things in our work through the prayer ministry. But we, we don't really, I don't agree when people think that um, they're coming to Christ because they are in need of something on this earth only. You know, I don't agree with that because every time I said you can be delivered, you can be healed, but know that one day you will die and you need to, where you will spend eternity. This is the, our main goal when we, we, we bring evangelism to the street. You know, mm. yeah. prayer can be the bridge, but not just only to believe Jesus Christ for mm. the things of this world only. Mm. This is what I'm trying to present as a gospel. Yeah. So, and I think that's very biblical. If you look at uh, your pastor, you you practicing exactly what the scriptures taught uh, at the early church. That's what the purpose of those gifts was to to demonstrate the power of Christ, to demonstrate the power of God, the Holy Spirit. And when the idea was healing was taking place, even Jesus himself, he was healing, but healing, physical healing, or uh, uh, relieving that physical pain was not meant to be something everlasting right there. The main message was his cross is a redeeming work. That was uh, going to redeem them. That would be ever uh, everlasting thing. And um, I think these, these kind of things, especially in uh, African culture, Asian culture, these are the things that often get, uh, um, um, you know, are, are undermined by the, by the poverty and the religious rhetoric that exists in those cultures. Anyone in, here too in the United States is the same thing now, uh, where people just uh, uh, want God for what they can get from God uh, mm -hmm. and beyond that. And I think it's, it's a good thing to find that uh, specific point where you can separate yourself from that. Yes, you got the healing, but don't keep coming back don't come back over and over again just for healing. Now focus on your spirit because the body is deteriorating, is meant to die one day, no matter how many times you revive it. Mm -hmm. uh, the example I always think about is um, Lazarus. Yes. Jesus loved him. But <laughs> that eventually the purpose is now finally the sisters have come to know Jesus as Savior. The, the, yes. the brother who is risen, he was a good friend with Jesus, maybe physically, yeah, Maybe emotionally he was connected, but now spiritually he is also saved too. Probably that's what happens afterward, right? So yes. I love these kind of uh, um, clear, practical, missiological um, conversations where we can like, yeah, it's okay to still, to not, well, one, not to dismiss the gifts altogether, because that's my other point. I'm trying to extract from your conversation. Now your focus is on, sharing the eternal hope in Christ, but you are not denying the power of the Holy Spirit that can still heal, right? Yeah. That's what yes. you're saying. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's the difference between charismatic uh, uh, movement that are so focused on one thing and forget the other side that, no, we got to focus on the eternity. And that's why prosperity gospel and other things get in mm -hmm. and they destroy the body of Christ. So I, I, I think that's, that's amazing that you're faithfully ministering in this context and continue to help uh, uh, your people. And probably that's why my next question is important. One of the things that you 
shared before is that some members of your congregation are constantly reaching out with the gospel. For some of them, you have mentioned that evangelism is a lifestyle. Why do you think they are so excited about evangelism? Uh, I believe uh, this is a, like a kind of um, showing our love for Christ and uh, obeying his commandment and to reach out to our neighbor. Loving God first, and we compel us to reach to our neighbors and bring the good news. And if you see somebody coming to Christ, there's excitement. It's a joy that cannot be explained. I don't know if these people have the same joy like us. Uh, somebody who come to know the truth and you know that it, um, where he was before and where he is now because of what God has used you to do, you look like achievement and uh, obeying your, the Lord and it's give you a joy you know, that we can explain. And when we come to that place, you know, it will just cause you to go out and want to reach out to somebody else. You understand? This is how we're trying to put in their heart, you know, the joy that we, could, we can get for seeing somebody coming to know Christ. You know? Yeah. So if there is someone listening and uh, they are thinking, I wish, I wish my church focused on evangelism, what would you advise be to them? What is the first step, first step they should take? First of all, I have to uh, let people understand that the main goal, I believe this is really important, is not just on the church, uh, is a church, but what is really uh, our Lord asking us is to reach out and not just only to bring people to the church, but bring people to Christ, you know, and uh, or not just only to have like a kind of, you know, just worship and, and all activities in the church, but just reach out. This is a commandment that we supposed to obey. Let them understand, are we obeying the commandment? Are we really focus on what God is telling us to do or are we just, you know, using only one, you know, one aspect of his command, you know, having God in the church. I believe mm-hmm. this is where we're supposed to be. cultivate the mind, exchange the mind towards reaching out to our neighbor and bringing the gospel to the unwished. I believe this is what we're trying to do, you know, the pastor or the person who is in charge supposedly to supposed to just you know, bring this as a, you know, in his message and teaching and everything that could turn up the, this desire to reach out to the boss. I believe this is what uh, the church is supposed to focus. If you really want to reach out to the, you know, to the Muslim or community who, who are Jewish people. Mm-hmm. So again, what that first step would be, the prayer? or this conviction that you're mentioning, the fo- it should be the focus, what should be that first step? I, I mean, I'm talking about, let's, let's say the pastor of a church, what would be his first step other than preaching? And because I'm, I'm sure pastor believes in evangelism, I'm sure yes. he believes in the discipleship missions, but what's the first step he needs to do, first thing? For me, it's a prayer and uh, open up his church for new people coming. Amen. Who do you do? I believe it's prayer and reaching out, you know, open up his church 
we're new people. Something mm -hmm. we forget. And there's people around us that can come near your door and you don't even know. You can wish them your neighbor. That's what I'm trying to say. Prayer. Yeah. No, this is good. No, no, I just wanted to reemphasize because sometimes I think we give, um, because you practice this, this is part of your life. So sometimes simple principle of prayer gets uh, uh, lost in techniques and methods and conversations and uh, preaching where you are constantly bringing us back to the, that basic step that, hey, prayer, and then open to receiving people when they walk in, when they're, they are looking for that. Love it, man. Dada, if listeners wants to learn more about your congregation, what is the easiest way to do that? We, our church is located in Harlem and uh, 128th Street at Peter Gospel Assembly. You can reach me out and see what we can do. Mm -hmm. That will also be included in the episode description uh, so people can see that very clearly. Thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you, Dada. Thank you. That was... Uh, oh, amen. Thank you, brother. That was... Uh, Pastor Dauda Zango of Living Water Christian Center in Harlem. The, this episode has been part of this month's series on the power of proximity. And thank you to all our listeners. If you appreciate this podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave an honest review wherever you listen to your podcast. Tune in next week for more honest discussions from Diverse Voices. You've been listening to Our Urban Voices with Dr. Alphonse Javed, which presents Christian narratives through diverse voices that impact urban ministry. Please check back for new episodes every week.